everyone, it's Tanay and it's Wednesday, April 8, 2020. I'm very pleased to introduce to you our guest, Professor Christopher Fluke. He is a researcher in Swinburne Center for Astrophysics and Supercomputing and director of the Advanced Visualization Laboratory. He is also a board member for ANAT. So let's start, Mr. Fluke. Can you introduce yourself briefly? So I'm Chris and I've been a researcher with um, Swinburne University's Center for Astrophysics and Supercomputing for um, just over 20 years. I'm involved in a number of projects within astronomy and beyond astronomy where we're looking at the data-driven challenges and how researchers can make sense of very large data sets and particularly how we can use visualization, interactive visualization, in order to make discoveries into the future. How did you become interested in the field of data design as a person with science background? My uh, PhD training at the University of Melbourne was in astrophysics simulation. And I had an interest on the side in filmmaking. And when I moved to Swinburne, there was an opportunity to help set up a new um, 3D stereoscopic projection system. Mm -hmm. And we were looking for some content some movies, some educational material. And I said, well, I think I know how to make a movie. I reckon I could do something. So I spent a couple of years um, working within the astronomy group, creating educational movies in 3D. So I had to learn very quickly about computer animation and uh, how to, to tell stories effectively. And as we were using the technologies for education, I kept thinking, this is something that researchers should be using as well. Why aren't they doing it? What are some of the, the barriers? So so that was where my um, research career in visualization began, starting to think about the technologies that we had and how um, computer animation was progressing, but the way that astronomers were thinking about their data. So how do you evaluate the power of data visualization and a presentation of three data sets in space in terms of communication? Well, I think 3D representations, lots of other different ways that we can show data visually are absolutely crucial for understanding. Our world is incredibly complex. The data that we record about the world is even more complex. The great power of, of 3D techniques is that there's a lot more visual level to them. Uh, as soon as you can interact with them and rotate them around and, and, and do all these other things, you start to understand the connections between features in your data uh, a lot more easily. So I, I think they're, they're essential to us really understanding um, a lot of the data that we're recording. Not everything can be expressed as a simple pie chart or a histogram. Yeah. Um, the, the data is so much richer than that, so let's use it. How do you express the relationship between art and the universe? Well, astronomy is a, an interesting science because traditionally it was entirely observational. You would have to go out and look at things. Um, and that is still fundamentally what we do. We, we, we can't go and take a star, bring it into our laboratory, poke at it and see how it responds. So a lot of the time, the things that we are trying to understand and trying to explain, we simply can't look at. And so there is a very real reason for um, art and astronomy to be connected is those representations of the things that we can't see. The other side though is astronomy tries to answer some of the biggest questions out there. Why are we here? Why is there an earth? Why is the, the sky full of stars? Why do we have the sun? And so artists have an incredible role in helping us to process some of these concepts and I think art plays a really important role in, in 
helping us to express some of these concepts and feelings that we we really should have um, around the universe that that sometimes we um we don't have as scientists as i have noticed that you are a member of enat board which is australian network for art and technology uh, i really wonder what types of projects do you like to work on so ANA is a, an amazing organization within Australia. It's, it's um, reasonably unique in how it works really at the forefront of technology. Artists doing amazing things with, with, with ideas that have often come from science. That's so often the, 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 the piece of equipment or the approach. And then artists look at that with a complete, completely fresh perspective. So I had the, the opportunity some time ago to work with a number of artists uh, and, and we were supported through um, an ANAT program called Synapse, which is still going today. Um, and Synapse places artists on residencies with researchers um, within Australia. So I've, I've had um, a, a number of artists work with me. I've, I've been able to learn about um, how we can represent data with sound. I've worked with a, a choreographer, Francis Darth, who created this incredible dance piece choreographed to astronomy images um, to a death metal soundtrack. Oh, really? Uh, and I worked with two amazing artists, um, Willow Wayland and Nikki Forster, online soap opera about the universe called Void Love. So on each of these residencies, the artists spend a lot of time in the centre talking to other astronomers. And that was really my own progression in these, these projects was being less of the, the day-to-day here's my science, go and do something with it, to a person who was trying to open up doors to them to talk to people, to inform their experience and, and produce better outcomes. Do you think traditional art form really differs from this kind of art that embedded science in it? The, the way that we often, I think, as scientists first engage with art is, oh, can you make a version of my science outcome and, and show that to the public? It's more of a um, a communication process. I think what is more exciting is when you take an, an idea or, a, um, as I was saying, um, a, a piece of technology that you couldn't get access to some other way and you do something with it that the scientist had never imagined could be done with it. And then it's more of a collaboration and less of a, a communication process. Artists and scientists, when they're working at their best, essentially the same type of person. We're creative, we're trying to answer questions we go through a process of trial and error we don't quite know what we're going to get and at the end we end up with something that was even more astounding than than we began what kind of a perspective did you obtain while dealing with the artist at enat were you able to utilize this experience in your astronomy projects well it's interesting that my visualization research career was really started by working with artists um i i probably imagined that i would continue to do more traditional astronomy research even though i had done the the 3d movie making i didn't see that as something i was going to continue into the future um we needed to get better people doing the um, the animation of it. and we did we got some amazing digital media creators and ultimately went on and made a number of IMAX movies but it was actually working with artists uh, showed me that there were different ways of asking questions there were different types of questions to ask and to be really open to working outside of my discipline do you believe that the influence of data visualization has increased in the recent research and will this be useful to find out the unknowns of the universe that's a really good question. Um, as, a, as a visualization researcher, I have a, a biased opinion that yes, of course it will. 
But as we see machine learning, artificial intelligence changing the way that astronomy and other sciences conducted, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Because if the machines become too good, then what is there left for an astronomer to do? And so that's what we're going to have to face in the next five or 10 years. So I think there are lots of different roles that visualization will continue to play. Um, certainly, it's it's still essential for discovery, whether it's 3D or 2D or, or something else. At the moment, we still need it as part of that discovery process. The fact that it does appear regularly in the media is a great source of inspiration. And we care a lot as an astronomy research community about the next generation of researchers and school kids, young kids, families, you know, most kids, I think at some point go through a stage of being really interested in space. It doesn't always exist and, and continue and that doesn't matter. But astronomy is a really nice way to get children um, of all ages interested in science and the scientific process. Uh, and if we could all think a little bit more scientifically in everything that we do, then I think that would be a, that would be a great a great type of society to live in. So data visualization continues to be really important for that, but will that, will 10 years from now, interview me again, I'll, I'll give you a completely different answer. Okay. okay, thank you so much for talking with me today. It was a pleasure to have you as a guest. Thank you.